to another episode of You Are Love. I am your host, Salida, and I want you guys to take time out to check us out on our Facebook page, which is You Can't Clip My Wings, and also our website at YouCan'tClipMyWings.com. Thank you again for listening to You Are Loved. And do remember, you are truly loved. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of You Are Loved. I am your host, Salita, and thank you, Anchor FM, for hosting all of my shows and all of my episodes. Shows, episodes, rants, whatever you want to call them. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, We've been going strong, going on close to a year now. Mm which I am so happy and very proud that we have. Um, I thought today would be a good day to kind of take it easy. Um, Yesterday we talked about the ideal that I got to get grounded um, and how important it is for me to get grounded. And um, so today, um, in the midst of some tasks that I have to do, I said I need to go ahead and um, get my show done. Um, I actually do need to work on getting grounded um, and alleviating all these extra things that I have to do. Um, so I think what's very important is the fact that we can accomplish anything that we want to accomplish as long as we keep everything organized. And if you're not an organized person, it's kind of hard to be organized, to be honest with you. It really is. Um, Being organized, and I think we need to kind of rehash some time management, organization skills, which we talked about a long time ago. So it's like we've covered a lot of different um, um, issues. Uh, We've covered a lot of different subject matters on here. Um, And I think it's like, have I ran out of things to talk about that I think would be interesting for you guys to know? I don't think so. Um, I don't like to talk about a lot of politics on here because that's not what the show is about. It's not about politics. It's about us being able to acclimate our mindsets and our... um, the way we think and the way we live into our everyday lives. Um, everybody's life is not as chaotic as other people's lives. Some people have a very nice, calm, trained life. You're like, what is a trained life? A trained life has a lot to do with organization and time management and discipline. Some people are able to take their time And they're so disciplined that everything that they need to do is done in that precise time. Um, And then we'll get, then you get into OCD. Okay. Um, Because sometimes people say being disciplined and OCD is about the same thing. Um, I think they're not, but some people might think that. Um, And how does that really work, having an organized life? Is it really great to have an organized life? Or do you need a little chaotic? 
to mix it up a little bit. Can you have an organized life and a chaotic life? Yeah, I think you can, depending on what different things that you have in your life going on. Um, do you need time to yourself more than you think you do? And are you giving yourself that time? I don't know. And is it very important that you do these things um, over and over again? How important it is? Well, most of the time, what I've noticed people who have OCD <clears throat> or have this discipline about themselves, I don't want to say OCD because it makes it sound like it's a disease or something. Um, and to some people, it's a mental disorder. I don't know. Um, but, um, it's more of a mental thing. It's more of a mental mindset. So I don't know if it's all about, um, how do you say that? Is it really about discipline? Because you change your mindset to do a lot of different things. So does it have to be OCD? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think once we get discipline in our life, um, it's easy. Our lives are easier. It's much more easier to maintain. So when things crop up, you're able to handle them better. In some instances, um, when you look at it like that. Um, and sometimes it's, it's all right not to be a planned person. Sometimes it's all right to just, some people like to live by the seat of their pants. Spontaneous, do this, do that. Some people live better chaotic than they do disciplined. Some people are very happy living a chaotic life. I mean, does that make sense to you guys? Think about it. Some people are much more happier with a chaotic life. You know? So, um, when we look at it from that standpoint, um, how do we go from there? Okay? That's the question. How do we go from there? And, um... Let, let's talk about... I'm going to talk about that for a second. Um, I want to know is um, um, living a chaotic life, in, is it healthy? Is it good? Hmm. I'm sorry, I got a lot of things. I'm, I'm trying. I'm looking at a lot of different things at the same time. Okay, just a second. Let's see. Um. Let's see. Okay. You know me. I love articles. I love reading. Um. Okay. Okay, 
Um, okay, that's not what I asked for. That's definitely not what I asked for. Mm, okay. He didn't answer my question. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> he like, ah. Uh... Oh, Jesus. Okay. So let's kind of change that up, what I want to find out, because it did not answer my question. Okay, this right here is an article in Psychology Today. I think this is, no, I'm sorry. Um, this is called Seven Surprising um, Reasons You Keep Creating Chaos, okay? And it's a lifeyoulove.com wrote this article. Um, it's on thelifeyoulove.com. <sighs> Okay, so seven surprising reasons you keep creating chaos in your life. Okay, it says, I hear you say you want your life to settle down and for things to go smoothly, but week after week, month after month, year after year, while there may be different players and different facts, it's always the same old story. You may as well face it. Chaos for you, dear friend, is a way of life. Okay, all right. Um, I've lived this one and I've moved beyond this one. You can too. But before you can create it opposite, elegance, ease, success, and peace, you'll need to understand why you keep creating these chaotic lifestyles. It says, these are seven reasons to create that we create chaotic-filled lives. See if one or more of them rings true for you. If so, commit to healing and moving beyond it. Here are the seven reasons. Okay, so I want you to tell me whether or not these, and I'm going to tell you whether or not they affect me. So I never thought to do this, okay? Number one, it's your story. I recently connected with an old childhood friend on Facebook. I was happy to be reconnected to her, but soon regretted the connection. She is steeped in stories related in infinite detail in her posts about her unfortunate love. Surgeries, botch, health problems galore, failed romance upon failed romance. This woman has nothing but tales of woe and yet, surprisingly, her other posts of choice are gratitude related. Clearly, my friend knows something about counting her blessings, but more often than not, she talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk. The story of her life to the world, to herself, is oh poor me. I'm sure your friend doesn't realize the impact her stories have on the reality she's creating. I've known people who do know the impact this type of story has, but still insist on telling these old poor me tales, seemingly oblivious to the energy they exude and the chaos-filled realities they create. What do you do about it? If you find yourself telling tales of misfortune and every opportunity stop. Ideally, you will catch yourself before you utter a word and at which point you can tell tales of your success and or insights. You probably won't find it easy at first. You'll be so steeped in looking for the negative, you'll have a hard time finding the positive. But commit yourself to looking for it. Tell a story, even if only to yourself, every single day that includes something wonderful that happened during your day. That is some great advice. 
and I would never think to do that. Tell a positive story every day if it's only to yourself. I love that. Where is my notebook? I don't have my notebook. I'm so upset. Where is my notebook? Oh, I've got to write this down in my planner. I definitely got to write this down in my planner. Okay, so we're saying here, I definitely need to get this in here. Let's see here. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, here we go. We said here. We said here. You probably find it easy at first. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, oh, this is what. Tell a story, even if it's only to yourself, every single day that includes something wonderful that happened during your day. So, let's make sure we get that in there. Today is what, Wednesday? So, we're going to say today, tell... A positive story. Let's say it like that. Tell a positive story every day that includes something wonderful that happened. During your day. Love that. Okay. Love that. Love that. Love that. So tell a positive story that happened to you every single day, no matter when it happened, but talk about it. Okay. It doesn't have to be big. It can be as consensual as inconsensual as I really enjoyed my shower today or those strawberries I had for breakfast were super sweet or that was the funniest TV show I've seen all month. The more you practice, the more you'll have to tell. What you focus on is what you draw into your reality. So before you know it, you'll be hard pressed to find anything at all that is worth complaining about. So get in the habit of telling a good story or say something positive every day. Um, I know one thing we say, we say thank the Lord for giving up, getting us up this morning. Wonderful. If that's all you want to say, that's good. But add some more onto that, okay? I'm in good health. I can smile. My arms work. My legs work. My brain work. You can say that also along with that, okay? Because him waking you up is good, but what else? Okay, what else did he do, you know? So that is a good habit. I think I'm going to definitely put that on our Facebook page, okay? Um, number two, it's your identity, how we think of ourselves is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Once we start down a path of identifying ourselves as unfortunate, struggling victims, it becomes harder to pull ourselves out of that mindset. Why? Because the self-identity we've created as a victim calls forth more events into our lives to solidify that victim consciousness. As those new chaos-filled realities reinforced identity, the vicious cycle continues. So let's stop with the, we're going to talk about that. 
always, woe's me, this always happens to me, nothing good ever happens to me, I can't, and I find myself in some situations, I'm being straight up honest with you guys, I find myself playing the violin to some people, because that, that imaginary violin, let me say it like that, the imaginary violin, this right here, because after a while, you that energy gets on you. Don't don't think other people's energies do not affect you. Please do not be that shallow to think that other people's energies do not affect how you feel. I'm telling you, it does. I'm telling you from my experience, being close to someone, they it definitely, it definitely affects how you see yourself, okay? It says, but the victim identity isn't the only one that keeps us in chaos. The fixer identity does as well. Every fixer needs something to fix. So creating chaos and crisis unconsciously, of course, is a must for fixers who specialize in coming to the rescue. Yes, I can identify as a fixer. Let me say this again. I can identify as a fixer. This doesn't necessarily mean you have one identity or the other. You may have the victim identity with your parents. I know I did with my father, and it was the only meeting point we had. And a fixer identity with your children or friends. I have a fixer identity with my with friends in the public. That's my my identity, and I I can truly say that because I always want to I, I always want to fix somebody. I have a fixer identity too with my family. I want to fix everybody's problem. I don't want anybody crying. I don't want anybody without anything. I'll do this. I'll go through this, the sacrifice so that you can have this. Yes, I am a fixer because I don't want you to be without. What to do about it? Recognize whether you identify with being the victim, being the rescuer, or both. Sometimes I find myself being both, okay? Forgive yourself that that... that for that and begin to see and feel yourself as one who lives an easy, elegant, struggle-free life and who doesn't get caught up in whatever chaos is happening around you. And that is something I think a lot of us do. And then too, sometimes I feel, this is how I feel, I sometimes feel and I understand people don't get caught up in things around them. I understand them. 100% I understand. But I also get the notion or I have the feeling that people are not caring. They're just uncaring people. Souls that walk around empty with no, they're shellless. That's shell, empty shell um, people. That's how sometimes I feel. But now I understand that sometimes you have to separate yourself from all the struggles of life. Or the chaos that's happening around you. Practice compassionate detachment with those you love or feel. Welcome to another episode of You Are Love. I am your host, Salita, and I want you guys to take time out to check us out on our Facebook page, which is You Can't Clip My Wings, and also our website at youcan'tclipmywings.com. Thank you again for listening to You Are Love. And do remember, you are truly loved. 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of You Are Loved. You guys, we were talking about the seven signs of a, no, the seven surprising reasons you create chaos. And um, let's go, let's go look, delve deep into that today. Give me a second here. Let me pull that up. It's called the seven surprising reasons you keep creating chaos. So we basically talked about part number one. Um, number one was it's your story. We talked about how this young lady said that she um, connected with her, um, an old fan on Facebook and how she saw that she was being duality with her woes me one end and then the other way she's being grateful and gratitude. Um, but she had that persona of being the poor me. And then it also, we also talked about what to do about it. Then we stopped on um, number two, which is your di your identity. It's your identity. How we think of ourselves is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Once we start down a path of identifying ourselves as unfortunate struggling victims, it becomes harder to pull ourselves out of that mindset. Why? Because the self-identity we've created as a victim calls from forth more events in our lives to solidify that victim consciousness. Um, as those new chaos field realities reinforce our identity, the vicious cycle continues. But the victim identity isn't the only one that keeps us in chaos. The fixer identity does as well. And remember I said that I consider myself that fixer type person. Every fixer needs something to fix, so creating chaos and crisis, unconsciously or Excuse me, of course. It's a must for fixers who specialize in coming to the rescue. This doesn't necessarily mean you have one identity or the other. You may have a victim identity with your parents. I know I did with my father, and I, it was the only way that you guys could communicate. Um, you can also have a fixer identity with your children or friends. So it asks the questions what you want, what to do about it. It's, this is what it suggests. Recognize whether your identity with being the victim, being the rescuer, or both. Forgive yourself for that and begin to see and feel yourself as one who lives an easy, elegant, struggle-free life and who doesn't get caught up in whatever chaos is happening around you. And that's why um, I know that's how I am. Because of my passions, a lot of my passions have chaos with them. Yes. And I can identify with that. A lot of my passions have chaos with them, okay? It says, practice compassionate detachment. When those you love are feeling challenged, you care without emotionally jumping into the chaos others are creating. Now, that's where I'm going to have to practice more of is that compassionate detachment. I know right now I am I'm doing it um, in certain situations. Um, but I think also being part of someone's chaos is a way that I identify with myself because I, I realize that with myself, that is, this is so like mind boggling for me, not mind, mind blowing. I want to say mind blowing because I'm not confused. It's mind blowing because it's so, I can relate to this. 
Yes, it will be difficult to do this in the beginning, and it may not feel real. But if you stick with it, even for a few minutes each day, it will start to feel real. And once it does, your reality will begin to respond, and eventually your feelings will actually become authentic. So, I'll share some something um, personal with you guys. With my son, me and my son has been very, very close, basically, um, most of his life. We've been very close, okay? And now, in a sense, he's bringing out, doing his own, you know, mama's not there to save everything that happens. That is where my compassionate detachment has to be practiced and become part of who I am. Because I'm always wanting to help whatever he does. I want to not support, but help. There's a difference between supporting and helping. I want to put my hands in it. I want to touch it. I want to change it around when all I need to do is step back. And my son's a grown man. He's not a little child. He's a grown man. And I'm still not understanding where I need to allow him to do whatever it is that he does. And anything that happens that have consequences, I can't come and jump and rescue him out of those consequences. That's my problem. And that's where um, the compassionate detachment is. Now, this doesn't happen to every family member, you guys. This doesn't happen to all families. But because of my ties with him and me having only one child, that is how we are. We're, we're almost like brothers and sisters opposed to mother and son. And we both have boundary issues as our roles in our family, in our, um, our um, family dynamic. So I'm working on that. I'm working on not, I shouldn't say not caring as much, but being more compassionate detachment. So I'm working on that. And, and it's hard. I'm going to tell you right now, it is very hard, but it's so much stuff that I can be doing. Remember when I was telling you about my platter um, and some of the things that are on my platter? Well, I'm learning that I can start taking those things off my platter because I need to learn my boundaries and my compassionate detachment and how they work together to make sure that I allow that energy that I'm wasting on that to go for something that is going to be positive for me. So I'm very proud that I can say that out loud. Okay. Um, so it says, there's a note on this. It says, you may not be able to shift another's choice to stop creating chaos in their life, but what you can do is to shift your response to their creation, okay? Coupling that with holding a vision for them as leading as easy, elegant, peaceful, and successful life is all you can do. You can't make the choice for them. They have to do it for themselves. You cannot always rescue them out of their situation because you have this picture or this, this, um, this vision of that person in your life. You don't want to see them going through a lot, but if they create the chaos in their life and it spills over into your life, you have to find a way to stop it. Okay. And that's what happens a lot of times. Okay. So yes. So you cannot do it for them. You just got to make sure what you're doing for you. You can show them by the things that you do in your life, but you can't make them want to emulate it. Okay. Number three, 
you secretly like it. Could this be true that you secretly like the chaos? Ah, oh, don't breeze by this one too fast, my friend. If you didn't like at least an aspect of the chaos you create, you wouldn't be creating it. What on earth, you might ask, is there to like about chaos? Well, the excitement, for one. Yes, you could do without the flat tire, the never-ending head cold, and the leaky roof, the family crisis, the trips to the ER with the kids, but there is something in the excitement of it you just might enjoy. You might enjoy all of that revved-up energy. Wait, you mean I'm creating my kids being hurt? No, they are. But let's just say you aren't helping matters when you're not proactively creating calm and ease. Because I know sometimes I like the excitement of chaos. I'm not going to lie, I do. I like that. Okay? I might have not created the chaos, but I do secretly like it. Another reason you might keep chaos around is that it puts you in the spotlight. If you can't wait to tell your friends, family, and coworkers about the bad things, quote unquote, that happen, this might be your payoff. Wow. Okay. It says, I know it's not pretty, but don't worry. There is a way out. What to do about it? Again, first forgive yourself. Then commit to finding the excitement and attention or whatever other payoff you might be receiving. Elsewhere, talk about the bad things. Know the basics. Instead, find only good things to talk to people about. Again, this may seem difficult at first, but it will get easier. And I find myself doing that with my friends. I tell them all about the negative stuff. Because what, am I looking for something from them when I talk about the negative stuff? You doggone right I am. I'm looking for sympathy because now I'm in the victim role, okay? So I tell my friends about the bad things first, even though a lot of good things happen in the process. The first thing I want to talk about is the bad things, okay? Do you ever do that with your friends? Because I do it all the time. I call my friends probably every other day or every day, and I tell them about the exciting things that happened in my life that were negative first, and then we talk about it because I need them to pat me on my shoulder. I need them to uh, vir virtually hug me. I need that. So I'm going to talk about the bad things first to my friends. I only give that burden to my friends and to my family. I don't give that to the public, but I give that burden to my family and friends of how terrible it's been or how bad it's been. I do that and I can admit it. Wow. Self-realization. Wow. I love that. Okay. I love this. Okay. So... <laughs> And, and it might, like you said, it might be something, like if something exciting happens, I will call my friends and tell them that. But I tell them that after I've told them something bad. That doesn't make any sense. Because I need that. I feed off of that. So yeah, 
and I don't think I create the chaos. I think I, I suckle from the chaos, okay? <laughs> uh, if I can say that, I suckle from the chaos. I get nutrition off of the chaos, okay? What kind, I don't know. Okay, um, so number four, you don't really think you have a choice. That's what you have in your mind. You can recognize this one as yours if your initial response to the article was something like, boy, I'd like to stop creating chaos in my life, but that's ridiculous chaos and crisis just happened. No. In fact, they don't just happen. We create them happening, not by consciously making them happen, but by unconsciously letting them happen, okay? What to do about it? If this rings true, even slightly, you probably have a belief such as, I don't care, I don't create 100% of my reality, simply change to, I do create 100% of my reality, along with other beliefs keeping chaos around, and watch your world transform. So once you take responsibility of the chaos or what you're creating in your life 100%, things can slowly start changing. I just admitted to you guys that I can be the one who creates chaos in my life. I just admitted it to you guys, right? We just talked about that, right? Am I right? Okay. So if we just talked about me saying, I create my own chaos, then I need to start watching what I do, my actions that I take to keep chaos out of my life. Okay. Now, number five, you believe you deserve it. Wow. This is another one you might blow by too quickly. Of course, your conscious adult self doesn't believe you deserve chaos and crisis in your life, but there may be a part of you, perhaps the part of you that is still only five years old that believes you don't deserve ease, elegance, joy, and peace. That is so true. I battle that all the time. What do I deserve? And I think we talked about that in my book, In Search of You. What do I deserve? This is what you deserve, okay? What to do about it? Again, change your belief system. Remember how important it is that you change how you believe things. The belief might be, I don't deserve a wonderful, magical life. If that's your belief, change it to, I do deserve a wonderful, magical life. Belief changing is much easier than you might imagine, and you'll be amazed at how quickly your reality will respond. That is so true. I do believe that. There was a major situation that happened in my life earlier last year, a life-changing situation. And I had to believe that I deserved certain things in my life at that time in order for me to, uh, to get those things or to change those things in my life so that I can receive whatever it is that I was supposed to be receiving. I had to believe that I deserved it. The belief system changed. Now, believe it or not, I'm still struggling with that because I still... Are, I'm still seeing things that I deserve in my life and I'm still struggling trying to get to those things that I deserve in my life, okay? So 
but I know what I had to do to get there. And changing my belief system is the reason why I'm where I'm at now. Changing my belief system. And it worked. And it's still working. But it takes me to change how I believe. It takes me to change my mindset. Okay? Number six. You have nothing to replace it with. You have the feeling that if you don't have chaos, then I don't have nothing. Because you thrive. You live and breathe chaos. Okay? Let's face it. If you take away the chaos from life, you might be left with the same old boring life. Again, this is probably not a conscious motivation. We all create from our unconscious selves until we become conscious of the energy we are emitting, emitting in the form of thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. What do we do about it? Okay. Begin to dream. Create some positive, exciting reality so you won't need chaos to fill the void. Okay. The simple act of imagining some positive futures will help diminish the energy that currently goes into creating chaos. And that is so true. When I take on a passion or I take on a business venture or I start creating, designing, doing the things that I love doing, it does take the place of chaos for me. It does. It takes the place of chaos for me. Because I don't have time to worry about all those extra things if I'm doing something I love. And again, my belief system has to change. My thought um, patterns have to change. My response my emotional response to things have to change, okay? What if you don't know what to dream? No worries. Start with knowing you want what you want to feel. Um, how will peace feel? Safety, joy, abundance, success. Start feeling those feelings. Feel, feelings create your world. That's right. So, I have this major project I'm working on right now. It is another business. I'm already in the process of slowly but surely pulling away from all the extra stuff that I used to do because a lot of stuff that I had my hands in was filled with chaos and troubling and unsettling things. So I'm slowly but surely directing my attention, my belief system that this, this project that I'm working on is going to be successful. I've already um, put everything in place just about. I'm still working off some things that need to be, and that's what I'm going to be focused on. So the chaos won't have time to sit and settle in and start tapping me on the shoulder and say, give me attention. That's where I'm at now. Okay. So the last but not least, the last one, seven is success scares the heck out of you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Ah, oh, there it is. Ah. Well, my friend, you are not alone. Let's face it. We all know failure, crisis, and chaos far too well. And like old worn furniture, we find it comfortable and familiar. If you dream too big, too far from your known life, why anything could happen? Why anything could happen? What to do about it? Yes, anything could happen if you allow it to. But you won't create amazing new futures unless you take a look at your fear of success and handle it. 
What does that look like? It looks like thinking the worst that could happen if you become successful, writing it down, figuring out what beliefs lie behind those fears, and then change them. Then decide what you want the consequences of success to be. Okay, so for instance, my belief system with this new project that is going to be successful, I don't have not figured out how it's going to be successful, but I do know it's going to be successful. That's important now. I'm not dismissing that, but that's important. How is it going to be successful? What am I going to be doing to make it successful? What is, what is the benefits of this project that's going to make sure that I have to know all of that? But right now, I'm at the beginning. I'm at the stage where I'm saying, in my mind, I'm believing it is going to be a successful business. And it's going to create, it is going to create more successful businesses. Because I think it's important that you be a creator and a producer, okay? And I want to be able to be both those things. And I know I can. I have to believe myself. But it took me a long time to get to this. It didn't come overnight because I didn't feel that way all the time. I've done a lot of different businesses or projects that were successful, but they weren't to the success level that I wanted them to be because guess what? I didn't believe in myself that it could go beyond this small level of success. I didn't see it as a big picture. I saw it as a medium-sized picture and that's where it stayed. And then I got bored and then I no longer had a desire to make that business successful. And that's what literally happens for me. I don't know anybody else, but that's what happens for me. Okay. Now it says, remember creating your current life took years, decades, perhaps creating a life filled with ease, elegance, peace, safety, success, and love will take time too. You don't have to do it all today, but began today. Set an intention today. Make a commitment today. Like it or not, the chaos, in, the chaos in your life is your creation. And that is good news. Because if you created it, you can change it. And I love that. That is right on time. This is a wonderful article. Okay? I love this. This is a wonderful article. Love it. Okay. I love this article. Okay. So that I, I, I hope you guys learned from that. It just opened my eyes. I don't know if it opened yours, but it really, really, really opened mine. I think I'm so, you know, that's why I love to read. I'm telling you guys, it's so wonderful to read. It is so wonderful to read. I want you guys also to um, check out, and I'm not saying because I'm, I'm talking about reading, another um, podcast, not only my podcast, check out, check out You Are Love. I want you to also go to, the Linus Book Club, the Linus Den Book Club um, podcast that comes on Anchor. It is a great podcast and it's one of my friends and she does a wonderful job 
um, uh, doing the synopsis of different books to read. Very good. Very, very good. So check that out. So reading is so fundamental. Okay. Um, and I love doing it, especially on this show, you guys, because I, I get these, um, eurekas out of these articles that I never read before. Okay. So I love, that's why a lot of times I don't read before I, I do my show because I love reading about it during the show because that's how I learn things. And, and it just feels so good. I'm like feeling this whole different thing. It's like, I'm so excited now because I realize how I've been not only holding myself back, but how I've been creating all this chaos in my life. And I don't even need to do that. And I do need to learn the compassionate detachment, which I think is awesome. And I know it's going to take time, but I know I can do it. And maybe secretly I've been doing it, but I haven't been calling it compassionate detachment. I explained to you about my son, my situation with my son, how close we are and how I try to, you know, suck up his chaos so I can have something to be chaotic about, you know what I'm saying? So I'm learning. This is so, this is such an awesome article. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that refreshing and this right here did it for me. So again, you guys want to say thank you for hanging out with me today. Um, I'm just like overwhelmed. Um, uh, hold up. I'm trying to. Uh, um, so I'm really like really, really, really happy um, that I read this article. I'm trying to I'm sorry I'm writing because if I don't I'll shut it down and I won't um, I won't do this I won't uh, I'll forget to do this I'm sorry. I'm stopped saying I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I hate being quiet. No. Okay. It's done. It is done. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 So. Um. Okay. But yes, this is awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. Um, so you guys, I want to say thank you for hanging out with us here. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't even, <laughs> I got so in, enthralled in what I was doing. I almost forgot. Um, 
thank you so much for hanging out with us here on uh, You Are Loved. This was a wonderful part two of the episode we just did earlier that got cut off because the phone call came in. Um, that's the only thing, the benefit of having a, um, doing this show, um, your iPad and, um, whenever someone calls on messenger, because everything is connected, it will definitely cut you off, which is, I don't know why, but that's what it does. Um, so we're going to end the show. We will be back here tomorrow. Today was hump day. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I hope this is a mind-blowing i hope it was just as mind-blowing as it was for me it is for you that you can change things in your life little by little you don't have to do it all in one gulp but you can take it little by little and um the idea that you found yourself in this article was so awesome because now you know what you have to do to change it change if you want to change or you might love living in chaotic world i know it hurts and it's a lot to it, and it takes a lot out of you to be chaotic all the time, okay? So, um, you guys have a great day. We love you here on You Are Loved, and stay tuned for our next um, episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening in to another episode of You Are Loved. Don't forget to join us on our Facebook page that You Can't Clip My Wings. And also check out our website at youcan'tclipmywings.com. Thank you again for listening in. And always remember, you are loved.